This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Huh? Was last weekend, or it was Easter, and this church was packed, and the choir loft was full, and it sounded like angels were singing down to us. There was such a joy in this building, wasn't there? And we celebrate Easter. Again, this is the octave of Easter. We call this Divine Mercy Sunday. It's a fairly new celebration that the church has. We recognize the mercy of our Lord that he's given to us freely. This is kind of hard for us, though. It's, it would seem like this beautiful, beautiful gift would be such an easy thing for us to accept. But some people have a hard time accepting this. I know. Because we all know our own faults, right? And we know the harm we've done. And a lot of us struggle with even accepting the full forgiveness. But Jesus died on the cross. He's risen from the dead. And he's given us the greatest gift. Eternal life with him. And complete forgiveness for our sins. I know that some people have a hard time forgiving themselves because I've run into some people that have had that. The first experience that I had was probably uh, several years ago in a previous job that I had, and I was traveling out of town, and we had a two-hour trip, and this gentleman in the car says to me, you know, I would love to have a relationship like what you have. But I just can't do that. So why not? So because the Lord can never forgive me for the things I've done. And I said, oh, you are so wrong. Jesus died on the cross for all our sins. It doesn't matter what they are. And then he proceeded to tell me about a horrible crime that he had committed when he was a youth and spent some time in prison in another country. And I assured him of his forgiveness. He came back to the faith. And today, in our gospel, Jesus breathed on the apostles and said, Receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Whose sins hold or not. Basically, he was instituting reconciliation. Priesthood, right? Priest has the power to forgive. And so he came back with forgiveness and celebrated the mercy of God. Now we say in our Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That means we are commanded to give mercy. And the only way you will receive mercy, according to that prayer that Jesus taught us, is that we give mercy to others. This is the even harder part about mercy, because all of us in this room have been hurt in some way. Somebody's probably talked about you behind your back. You might have been in a bad relationship. You might be coming out of a bad relationship. You have somebody at work, possibly, that has talked about you behind your back. Whatever it is, we are called to forgive. It's 
no choice. If you want to inherit the kingdom of God, you must forgive. That's hard. Because we've been hurt. Is it possible? I'll give you three examples of why I think that's possible. We look at John Paul II. After he, his assassination attempt, shot four times, lost massive amounts of blood in the hospital in intensive care. After coming out of intensive care, first thing he says is, I prayed for this guy, this gentleman, whom I've already forgiven. Now, it wasn't just his prayer of forgiveness, he put his words in action. He visited this gentleman in the prison, heard his confession, gave him complete forgiveness. This gentleman has heard the, said that kissed the Pope's ring. Now John Paul went and visited his mother and his brother because he knew the harm that it caused the family. He wanted to heal them too. He gave complete forgiveness. Another example is Rachel Rubin. Her son Brian brutally murdered Quentin Francis in person here in Sacramento. And Rachel lives in Westerville. Immediately after that horrible, horrible atrocity against her son, complete forgiveness, wrote about complete forgiveness, and goes around to schools and talks to you about choices and talks about the importance of total forgiveness. She forgave her parents. He set an example of by the way we display forgiveness to other people. I am fortunate that I have some parents that have given me mercy many times for the wrong side of it. But I also have seen the example that they set before me. When my sister was um, murdered vehicular uh, manslaughter, and the gentleman who was in prison, he wrote to my father, and he expressed this want of forgiveness. And he said, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about what I, the wrong I did. And I hope that you will find it somewhere in your heart to forgive me. He wanted this mercy. My father wrote him back. He said, and it is our duty as Christians to forgive. And that he will pray that this gentleman has his life restored. And that you know, we pray for him to be restored. This is possible. You can forgive others. And you must forgive others. Now, Thomas, he had my Lord and my God and I didn't. He saw the wounds. And on, on Jesus, he knew it was the Lord. He knew that the Lord went to the cross for our sins. And he knew that he's not worthy. Neither are we. But Jesus gives it to us freely. Thomas said, my Lord and my God, when he recognized who he was. In the old church, when... I want to talk about this in just a second. 
Jesus knows that we are human beings that sometimes all struggle with faith. It's hard. And the apostles were in the locker room for fear. They still have it. Jesus appeared the second time in the locker room. God created us with senses. He created us with sight, with hearing, touching, smelling. When we come to Mass, we're able to receive, we're able to participate with all our senses in the sacraments. That's how God manifests himself to us through the sacraments. We come in, we dip our hands into the holy water, cleanse ourselves, come up the aisle, smell the incense today. He appears, appeals to us, incense and sight see that our prayers risen up to the Lord and in the old church in the Latin mass when the priest elevated the host he said my Lord and my God he elevates the cup my Lord and my God it's you one of us is here in the sacraments does make himself visible to us. We have to first believe because Jesus said, blessed are those who believe who have not seen. We call this in our Catholic faith faith seeking understanding. We have to believe first and then when we believe God will manifest himself we will see him in the sacraments. And we will see him in each other. But we first must believe. That's the first thing. So, we come up with the communion today. And when we see this great miracle happen, my Lord and my God, and he holds that old stuff. My Lord and my God, we are here to witness a miracle. Jesus says, peace be with you. May you experience his fullness of peace.